Welcome to the Fiduciary Fitness Podcast. My name is Colin Clark. Kelly, welcome again. I'm so glad that you could join us for this. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, it's so saving checkpoints. You guys have an idea of goals-based uh, you know, wealth management. Uh, what are some of the things that when you talk about savings checkpoints, what are the, some of the things that you point out in the guide of retirement that employees, that plan sponsors need to be helping employees understand? You know, I don't know if you know statistics. When I heard it, I was actually quite surprised. Only half of American workers have calculated what it takes to retire successfully. It's one out of two. Either yeah, you, I'm not surprised. Yeah, either you didn't calculate or I didn't calculate what it takes to retire successfully. That's how high the number is. And I guess when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because when you are planning for retirement, there are so many different considerations, so many factors that people need to account for, like how long am I going to live? We talked about that. How much spending can I do and do I want to do? What will the markets be like uh, in terms of my investments? All of those factors make people feel overwhelmed, right? So oftentimes people don't think about it and they put it um, to the back of their minds. So that's why we put the savings checkpoints to give a uh, ballpark estimate of how much people may need to save in order to have a comparable lifestyle in retirement. So it's a rough guideline around what people may need to be targeting. It's not an exact science, but just a ballpark of where you may need to be. Yeah, and I I like how it it segments folks depending on what level income, because a majority of our clients, they're going to have people across the spectrum, depending on their job. This really gives them a really good uh, checkpoint. Yes. So if you're retiring uh, at 65, the checkpoints that people need to be aiming for will really vary depending on the income level. It's anywhere between, you know, three times the income for lower income households, all the way to 14 times of the income for higher income households, making $300,000. And the reason why you see such a wide range is because, for one, the lower income households tend to have larger fixed expenses. So therefore, they just need to replace a greater amount of their pre-retirement income. But the saving, um, the, the, the income, large portion of that income is going to come from Social Security. So the multipliers that I just mentioned, three times to 14 times, this is all net of Social Security. The amount of money that you, uh, as a participant, as an employee, need to set aside in addition to Social Security. So that's why you see a pretty wide range depending on where you are in the income spectrum. Well, and, and the number one question that we get as advisors when we're talking to employees is, am I on track for retirement? And, and Kelly, you mentioned you know only 50% of folks are actually figuring that out. There has been a huge move in the retirement plan industry to make sure that when you log into your retirement account, the first thing you see is that calculator, that checkpoint to say, hey, am I answering that number one question? Am I on track to retire someday? And you mentioned Social Security. So so from a, um, a goal setting standpoint, um, what, what kinds of things do you, have you guys found that are helpful for employees, for savers to make sure they're thinking about? Number one, knowing how much Social Security is expected to um, pay you at retirement. Many times people just don't understand how Social Security really works. The long and the short of it is if you claim you know, as late as you can, then the paycheck that you're going to get 
will be larger, but it's going to stay at a later point. If you claim as early as you can at age 62, the benefit amount will be reduced, but it starts sooner. sooner. So we talk about it in terms of the trade-offs between larger paycheck that starts later, smaller paycheck that starts today. So the timing element, that's the first thing that we talk about. And then the second thing, you know, uh, we talk about often is this notion that Social Security may go away. There's a lot of coverage about trust fund, you know, getting completely depleted by 2035. And that causes anxiety and that sometimes makes people make choices based on not entirely true facts. So, oh, you need to claim Social Security right now because all that money is going to be gone. But that's not true because the way right. Social Security is funded is not just from the trust fund. Trust fund is such a small portion of how it gets funded. It's actually coming from the payroll taxes that we're all paying. It covers 90% of what goes out the door. So we want people to understand you know, the facts so that they can make the informed decision that works for them and their own circumstances. Yeah, it's, it's money in, money out. And, and one point I always make is uh, millennials have recently taken over from the baby boomers as the largest uh, part of the workforce. So that plays into your point exactly. So what are your current thoughts on inflation and you know, how does it uh, affect this, uh, the saving checkpoints and this goal setting? Yes, the inflation that we're experiencing that all of us are going through right now, not just in the U.S., but the rest of the world, it is really scary. It's been the highest it's ever been in the last 40 years. But what we try and point to our clients is that nobody experiences the same level of inflation because we buy different baskets of goods. The retirees really tend to buy more of two things. One is uh, healthcare and the other is gifts and charity. And when you look at the inflationary surge, the recent surge that we're experiencing or at the onset of it in 2021, the inflation really, uh, the shock was coming from transportation, from increase in gas prices or used car sales. But that's something that retirees tend to spend less on. So when we look at the spending needs over 30 to 40 years for retirees, yes, it is scary that we're looking at a number like 7 to 8%. But it may not be so bad because of the kinds of things that retirees tend to buy. And over time, inflation isn't always going to be 7 to 8%. We do expect the inflation number to roll over in the next couple of years because the Fed has been really aggressive in trying to fight inflation. So the long run inflation number may be closer to 2.5% or 2.6%. I think that's our latest LTCMA, long-term capital market assumption, is saying So it's important to, number one, understand that not everybody experiences the same level of inflation. And number two, when planning for retirement, we really need to keep a long-term perspective, not just have a knee-jerk reaction to what we're experiencing today and maybe through next year. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it is true that we haven't experienced this kind of inflation in 40 years. And being a child of the 70s, I, I did sit in gas lines in the back of my parents' car. So maybe it was a nightmare. Maybe I'm awake now. But it, it, that was not fun. And, and we don't want to experience that again. So hopefully we can you know, mitigate the inflationary uh, aspects uh, as you know, the economy evolves and we can uh, you know, get back to a normal historical range. And that being said, 
you're going to deal with this differently if you're within a couple years of retirement than if you have 30 years to retirement. Fair? Yes. No, that's totally fair because inflation is going to have much larger impact, right? Um, as you're trying to consume goods. So when we think about spending or generating income in retirement, we really are a proponent of having a dynamic approach, not having a set number that you are withdrawing every year. You know, you really need to be mindful of what the markets are doing, as well as what the inflation looks like so that you could be nimble and trying to support spending at the same time as trying to preserve some of the portfolio for later use. Yeah, because I get asked all the time, you know, especially in you know, times of volatility like this, hey, should I just get out of the market, right? And uh, it, it seems a little cliche sometimes, but the idea is this is the time when you're looking at historical valuations of equities, we want to be putting money into our retirement savings, but also depending on where you are in your stage of life, that's going to be important to make sure you're, you know, preparing for retirement or preparing your income for retirement. And so, you know, we, you know, when people are asking about their retirement, that's one thing, but if you're not making sure you're doing all these different aspects, then, you know, I I can't save for retirement. You know, people are dealing with student loan debt right now. People are dealing with credit card debt. People are dealing with inflation. Uh, So, you know, the idea that, we talked about HSAs. We, we want to have emergency savings. Uh, we want to make sure we're you know, putting in enough to get our full match at work, um, but also paying down credit card debt and refinancing our loans and making sure that I get asked all the time, like, what other accounts are out there that I can be saving toward to cover my bucket as to you know, what things they, they want to be doing beyond just the retirement plan? Yes. No, I think it has to be a holistic financial wellness. Retirement planning is just one component of it. If you just focus on retirement and don't have emergency savings, oftentimes what we see people do is they go to the 401k and they have to get a loan and they have to take money out. So it really has to be a holistic way that we look at the financial wellness. Well, Kelly, this has been wonderful. Kelly, thanks to you. Thanks to JP Morgan. Uh, tell tell Jamie Diamond I said hi. And, uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial, Washington Financial Group, and Hub International are not affiliated in any way with the services offered by any guest on this show.
poor Jeff, he's having to listen to this conversation. All right, hopefully that, uh, hopefully Jeff can edit that, right? <laughs>